But first, staffing shortages, burnout. The pandemic has taken a major toll on healthcare workers in our area. And if Roe falls, some of those workers will have an added task that's caring for the thousands or even tens of thousands of out-of-state patients expected to travel to Illinois for an abortion. WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch looked into this issue for her latest story, and she joins us now. Hi, Kristen. Hey, Sasha. Give us a sense of what worker burnout and, and staffing shortages look like in this state. How dire is the situation? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's pretty dire. You know, we just are still in the midst of a pandemic where burnout has been real, especially among nurses who, you know, early in the pandemic were at the bedside of patients. There was little PPE. There was this unknown disease. What's happening? Um, People are still feeling very overworked, uh, underpaid, disrespected by patients, Um, You think about there were instances where travel nurses were coming in to help with the patient load and were getting paid how many more times more than perhaps the nurse next to them who was an employee of that hospital, for example. So, you know, there definitely is still burnout. Um, People quit. People wanted to try something new. Mm -hmm. Or it's been hard to get back into the workplace after taking time off. Is there a particular need for certain workers I'm hearing nurses and medical assistants that, especially when it comes to performing abortions, that there's likely enough physicians to provide them, but you need all the support staff to help, right? So the nurses, the medical assistants, the people at the front desk who can help patients navigate healthcare, which is a a very confusing system and perhaps might need other things like, how do I get a ride to and from a clinic? How do Mm -hmm. I get childcare? How do I afford to come here if I'm perhaps coming from out of state. Let's talk about COVID. How much of this is a pandemic issue? Are are there other root causes that the industry just needs to tackle to to meet these workers' needs? I think a lot of people in the healthcare industry are still trying to catch their breath, Um, you know, in terms of the burnout, in terms of you know, if there aren't or if there are not enough staff members now, everyone is spread a little thin and is still trying to keep up with the workload, right? It's also the logistics of getting back to work if you took time off and you are in this industry. Um, one of the people I talked to for the story was Dr. Aaron King, who runs the Hope Clinic, an abortion clinic downstate by the Missouri border. And, you know, she was telling me that not only is she looking for nurses, medical assistants, assistance, front desk staff now, um, but she will need even more. So she's already short-staffed, She and, and then she's going to potentially need more people. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, she's predicting a 40% increase in um, abortions. Wow. And so she was telling me that in the recent months, she's hired two employees. They came in for about a week, and then they had to leave because they just could not organize child care and transportation, like the logistics of purely just coming back to work. Um, I think it's also about pay in general. You know, nurses can take, for nurses just pointing them out, you know, they can take other types of jobs. Um, If you become a travel nurse, you can work fewer hours and make a lot more money. And so having to attract, having to pay more for, for nurses in particular might be really difficult for a lot of places. Well, in a moment, we are going to talk to two of the doctors that you spoke with for your story, Kristen. Anything else strike you about your conversations with them on on the future of abortion care in this state? Well, they are very mindful of, you know, they're they're very mindful of the fact that they need to staff up. Um, 
and that they want to make sure that they do it in a way where they're protecting the you know they don't want they don't want their current staff to burn out and they don't want um obviously the people they hire to burn out so they're very mindful of the fact that hey we need to kind of balance these needs of we're expecting x number of additional patients because you know that still is we have these estimates but still we don't truly know how many more people could come here depending on the outcome of Roe v. Wade and what other states decide to do as far as abortion restrictions. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the conversations I had with them were, uh, you know, not only about staffing, but they were very emotional about just talking about um, wanting to preserve access and making sure if they do have this extra wave of patients that they can treat them all within the time period that they need to be treated. Mm. Well, there are planned protests this weekend here in Chicago, as well as across the country. What are you going to be watching for as things continue to develop? Well, you know, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, I'm going to be obviously paying very close attention to that impact. How many more patients could come to Illinois? Um, Is Illinois prepared? You know, there are also efforts, obviously, on the other side of the aisle for people who don't support abortions. So this is a huge energizing time for their movement. So I'm really going to be watching all sides of the aisle just to really see and focus on the ripple effects of how this truly impacts the patients, the clinics, the hospitals, um, but then folks who are still, you know, are against abortions and how they might react to this. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that's WBEZ reporter Kristen Schorsch. We're discussing her latest story on how healthcare staffing shortage and workout, uh, worker burnout, rather, they could impact abortion care in Illinois going forward. Thanks for your time, Kristen. Sure. Thank you. Let's turn now to two Illinois abortion providers. Joining us now is Dr. Allison Cowett, Medical Director of Family Planning Associates. That's a reproductive health clinic in the West Loop. Dr. Cowett, welcome to Reset. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. And Dr. Amy Whitaker, Chief Medical Officer for Planned Parenthood of Illinois. Hi, Dr. Whitaker. Hi, Sasha. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I'll start with you, Dr. Whitaker, and ask, how are you doing? Because I imagine this to be a very mm-hmm. stressful time. Uh, I'm doing fine. I am doing everything I can to uh, make sure that we are ready to see the patients who will be coming to us from out of state as we expect our surrounding states to ban and severely uh, restrict abortion care. So I'm I'm devastated and I'm furious, but I'm also extraordinarily focused. Uh, and so um, that's all I'm doing. Dr. Cowett, how about you? What's what's top of mind? So I would really echo what Dr. Whitaker said. Um, we are doing our very best to support the patients that come to see us and to uh, staff up to take care of um, the influx of folks from out of state that will certainly be coming. Um, after the SCOTUS decision likely uh, overturns Roe. We are a a small business with about 45 employees, and they're really very dedicated and um, an excellent group of people who are motivated to care for people. Um, And we need to, as much as we need to support patients, we need to support our staff. So we are doing our best, and as uh, Dr. Whitaker said, we're really focused focused um, focused on that. Dr. Whitaker, Planned Parenthood of Illinois is probably the the biggest abortion provider in this state. What does staffing look like at your 17 health centers? Well, currently, like 
across the healthcare sector, we are short-staffed right now. We do know how important it is to staff up. We we have enough staff members to currently see patients and provide excellent, high-quality sexual and reproductive health care. And we're still seeing patients, but we know that we need to hire more people even to see our current volume and that we need to hire even more if we're going to if we're going to see the surge of patients coming from out of state. And so we're constantly hiring. One thing that I want to make sure uh, the listeners know is that none of us are scrambling right now. We have seen this moment coming for years. Uh, And so we have known that we are going to be facing these challenges. And so we're just, we are implementing strategies that we have come up with for a long time. We've also been very focused, even before the news was leaked, even before we knew a surge was coming our way, mm-hmm. in making sure that we do have a good hiring, recruitment, and retention system to make sure the staff we have can are not burnt out, which allows them to provide even better care for our patients. As you mentioned, the staff you have, what's, mm-hmm. what's the morale like among those workers? What have you noticed? I think morale right now is is variable. Um, COVID definitely was a huge hit to morale. uh, But even now, as we see the threats to reproductive health increase, that can also be uh, a, a motivator. So morale can actually increase when we know how important we are as a haven state in the state of Illinois. And when we see these patients coming from farther and farther away, while it's devastating to know how much work they had to do to get there, it is also very rewarding to be the provider who can care for a patient and allow them to get the care they need. Uh, so that, that knowing how important the job is, we have a lot of mission-driven staff. And so that helps morale in that it, it, it makes people realize just how important their jobs are. Yeah. Dr. Cowett, you know, you you mentioned earlier having just about 40 or so staff. From your perspective, what is behind the staffing shortages and how, tell us more about how it's impacting your day-to-day. Sure. I I do think the root of the staffing issues uh, right now are driven by COVID. Certainly during the pandemic, we had um, multiple uh, very dedicated, motivated staff who could not uh, work their usual uh, jobs because of childcare needs and schools being closed, you know, their own illnesses or concerns about uh, contracting COVID prior to when vaccines were available. So certainly there's a, um, a need, an extra need because of COVID, although there are definitely other uh, issues that play into the role of staffing shortages that are specific to um, reproductive health care. Um, we do have difficulty Uh, or it is a challenge for us to provide um, salaries that are and resources that are competitive uh, to, uh, say, hospital institutions or other entities um, Mm -hmm. that can pay, you know, higher higher wages. That being said, I agree with Dr. Whitaker. We certainly have many staff that are very mission-driven and dedicated to working in this area. We also find, and I think this is an issue more for uh, clinics in outlying or rural areas that are not, you know, right in downtown Chicago as we are, that there is a significant uh, stigma uh, against abortion and that, you know, works against patients as well as um, people that are 
working in this area. And it is harder for folks to uh, who live perhaps rurally or outside Chicago um, to work in these clinics and live in their home communities. Mm, so it's definitely, okay. um, it's certainly multifactorial. What positions are you looking to fill right now? We are looking to fill uh, nursing positions, medical assistant positions, as well as um, uh, front desk staff, uh, people who make appointments. We are expecting a huge surge in the number of people who call uh, to make appointments and in the increase um, in their in their needs when they call. We rely heavily, heavily on um, both national and local um, uh institutions that provide abortion funding, so abortion funds. Mm -hmm. And we need folks to, in our staff, to coordinate with the funds in order to meet all of the needs uh, of the patients, especially as they start to come from further away. And and so we understand the scope a bit more, Dr. Cowett. How many patients do you see right now in a given week or or month for abortions? Well, you know, we see, I, I can speak for this, for the state as a whole, we see in our clinic thousands of patients per year. And uh, the numbers coming out of Illinois uh, are approximately 46,000 people sought abortion in Illinois in the last few years. And it's expected that 20 to 30,000 more people will come from out of state after Roe in a post-Roe world. So it is, you know, uh, it's it's an exceedingly large increase and we expect to see um, this, you know, filtered throughout the Chicagoland clinics um, like ours, mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, as well as those providing in other parts of the state. Um, Kristen mentioned uh, Dr. King, uh, who is in Granite City, Illinois, and there will uh, likely be a huge increase for her as well as people come from Missouri uh, to see her. Dr. Whitaker, Planned Parenthood of Illinois is, uh, is looking to tap into an estimated $40 million fundraising campaign to, to recruit and retain more staff. Tell us more about that effort and, and the types of workers that you're hiring. Um, well, first, I'll echo Allison. Uh, we are definitely hiring the full range of employees right now. There's an, especially a need for, for support staff like medical assistance. Um, and and what Allison touched on is this increased need for, for navigation. Because um, even as we we talk about a number and you hear a certain thousands of patients coming uh, to the state. But what you have to understand is that a lot of those people who will be traveling don't have resources and opportunity to travel. So it can be expensive. Yeah. Extraordinarily expensive. You just, even if we're able to subsidize care, which is one of the things we're doing in the $40 million resolve campaign that you mentioned, um, we, we also need to be able to make sure that these patients are able to find lodging and and childcare. And it, the bans really affect patients who are already facing barriers to healthcare. Black patients, Latinx patients, indigenous folks, uh, as Allison touched on, people in rural areas, immigrants, people are already having difficulty making ends meet are the ones who are gonna be most affected by these extreme laws and restrictions. And so being able to help them navigate the immense barriers to that travel is something that we are very focused on. And that part of what this Resolve campaign is about is being able to not just um, increase staffing, but increase subsidies uh, for our patients who will be coming. And we are, just as Allison said, we're working with our coalition partners 
abortion funds, local and national, who are experts in navigation. So both hiring new navigators internally, but also figuring out ways to to collaborate uh, with them as well. Illinois data shows that medication abortions, they make up just over half of all abortions in the state. And Planned Parenthood recently started mailing medication to patients who qualify for them. So can you briefly walk us through what that process looks like, Dr. Whitaker? Yes, I'd be happy to. That is one of the ways that we're going to be able to see more patients is it expanding our telehealth. So last uh, August, we started doing our uh, medication abortion telehealth visits. And at that point, what happens is a patient can call, and if they qualify uh, by a kind of a lower threshold of qualifications, they can qualify to have a medication abortion via telehealth. Then during that telehealth appointment, they will meet with a medical assistant as well as one of our um, advanced practice clinicians. And at that appointment, we go through a much more rigorous screening process to figure out if they are eligible to be able to uh, have their medications mailed to them. And then even patients who don't qualify for the mailing, we are able to do a very short visit in the health center to do any necessary testing and to, and to give the medicine. So we've been doing that type of visit since last August, but people have had to come in always to pick up their medication. And just last month, we started the process of being able to mail them. So basically with an, with an Illinois address, we can mail medications to anyone who has uh, uh, gives us an Illinois address to mail the medications to. Well, Dr. Cowett, before I let you both go, I wonder what else you want people listening to know about the repercussions that this decision of if overturning Roe v. Wade would have on, on patients and on staff. I think it is essential um, to let people know and have people understand that these types of bans really do um, disproportionately affect uh, marginalized communities. These are the people that will be most like, less likely to uh, travel to see us for care um, and people that will need extra um, uh, support uh, if they are able to travel. We are so appreciative of the outpouring of support that we have seen from uh, different communities around Chicagoland, folks reaching out uh, to understand what they can do uh, to help us in our um, in this, uh, in this crisis as we deal with an increased number of patients uh, coming into Illinois. And I would say I really, um, again, I appreciate all the support people have shown, and I, I uh, really do encourage people to um, take time to figure out what they can best do to be supportive, mm-hmm. to donate to the abortion funds, um, and to, uh, you know, watch the, uh, watch the legislation, watch the Dobbs decision, and be fully informed on what's going on uh, in our community. Dr. Allison Cowett with Family Planning Associates and Dr. Amy Whitaker with Planned Parenthood of Illinois. You can read more about how staffing shortages and worker burnout in the healthcare industry could impact abortion care in Illinois at WBEZ.org. Thank you both for your time. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.